Welcome to Season 2 of the PPC Ponderings Podcast. In this season, we're platforming people we don't personally know well, but who do know PPC well. Kirk is a big fan of making new friends, so look at these episodes as friendly chats between two new friends learning about PPC together. Today we join Kirk as he has a conversation with freelance PPC expert Ekta Gupta. Ekta joins us from India and chats with Kirk about how gambling can relate to PPC, conversion attribution, and how to combat click fraud. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy our conversation with Ekta. Ekta, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. And where are you joining us from? Uh, so thank you very much for this uh, episode. I'm, I'm like really excited for this. I'm joining from India. Currently, awesome. I am sitting in my hometown uh, that is situated in Patna. So yeah. Very cool. So what time is it there right now for you? Currently, it's uh, 8.37 p.m. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we are we are in the morning. I'm just getting started with my day, so um, you're you're wrapping it up. So, thank you so much for you know being able to hop on, you know, kind of a different scheduling call there. Um, really excited to to meet you and to discuss you know some of the the PPC questions as well as a little bit more about you. So as we've been trying to do in these you know in these kind of short short PPC ponderings podcasts with strangers interviews, um, people I don't know. Um, can you maybe start by giving us just a little bit of information about yourself? Like, like who, who is Ekta? Yeah, sure. So if I have to define, uh, myself as a, like, as a person or as a character, and I stand in a third person perspective, I would say this person is someone who likes to experiment a lot because that's what I have done throughout my life. Uh, you can say that since the beginning, like even when I was in high school, I was kind of experimenting a lot, even experimenting with the schools that I'm going, the colleges that I'm trying to pick. Uh, so I started the whole thing started when I was in my high schools, I was completing it and I was almost about to like uh, switch to the college and I was looking for different options that are all around there. And I happened to like, missed that opportunity to get in a college. Uh, there were some issues in the documents and I also don't want it to like get in that um, college stuff again. So that's why I started figuring out that what else can be done basically to make money without getting an official formal degree. <laughs> and that's when I started like uh, looking for different options. And that's when I stumbled across the marketing and sales as a like job thing. And I came to like get this exposure of completely different universe that existed. And I was not aware that something like this existed in this planet. And I kind of uh, started delving into that, that what is this, what is that? And that's how I got my first marketing gig that was managing a social media page for a education uh, like company or something. So that's where the whole thing started. And currently now, like, uh, almost six years in and I am working as a customer acquisition consultant. Um, I work in both the uh, realm of sales and marketing. In marketing, I manage uh, growth and PPC side. And in sales, I usually look uh, all the outbound that are text-based. For example, you have cold emails, you have text-based outbound. So all these kind of things. And as a whole, if I would say, uh, I overlook all the revenue operations in a company 
So that is like a brief introduction about me. That's awesome. A, a person with with many skills and talents <laughs> and knowledge. So, yeah, no, it's it's great yeah. to meet you on your questionnaire. Like, you know, because we we you know send over the questions um, to all of our guests and that you had mentioned kind of an interesting analogy that I kind of liked. I'm curious for you to talk a little more. You'd said something like gambling and PPC marketing kind of are the same thing, like placing bets, that sort of thing. What do you what do you mean by that? Like, how how is PPC similar to gambling? Yes, it actually is because, first of all, uh, based on the current situation, both are super unpredictable. You cannot predict a lot <laughs> of what is going to happen. And especially after getting introduction of Pmax, it's like quite similar to that. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the first thing. Apart from this, even if you say uh, all the marketing or sales operations that any uh, any marketer, salesperson, a freelancer, consultant, in-house person, or anyone who manages, they all come up with some kind of hypothesis. They don't have a fixed thing that you can say that this is a like a very firm process, a very fixed uh, iterated process that will work every time until like there exists something like that. And based on the time, based on the market, industries, verticals, everything keeps changing. And that's why it's quite similar to gambling. Even there, you have like very less predictability of what is going to work and you have to keep experimenting to kind of see some kind of pattern that, okay, first I got six and then uh, two and something like that. And in the same way, you experiment a lot with PPC, what kind of audience, what kind of uh, placements, what kind of networks and all those things. So that's why I think it is so. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I think that that is that is a piece of the puzzle that I think I've changed on in my thinking over the years, and I've tried to communicate that better and better to clients. Um, that there is risk involved in marketing, right? Um, I, I think you know, kind of to your point. I think in the past, especially as agencies, but even in-house people, right? You're given you're given certain metrics, you're given certain goals, and and there's just kind of this expectation of because I created this financial goal now like you just need to figure that out and do that um and, and and i'm not saying goals are wrong but i think there is some level of risk that has always been in marketing and and at times it seems like the companies that really have figured it out and actually seen like scaling in that it's because they're willing to make those those smart bets right they're willing to to put some money down that they might lose they're willing to try that YouTube, you know, try to that crazy YouTube video that they're not quite sure if it's going to work and then they invest a lot of money into it. And, th and then absolutely then, then that's that then you know, like science and data works into that as well, for sure to like minimize your bets. But like, I would totally agree. I think there's just a risk in marketing that is an important part of marketing that um, it's, it's maybe even necessary to accept. So yeah, I, I like, I like that you pointed that out. So that was cool. Yeah, one more point that uh, like just strike my mind is uh, when I worked, so I worked uh, as uh, both like a lot of positions as in-house marketer, as freelancer, as consultant, and now like uh, moving towards going towards like becoming an agency kind of thing. Uh, so what happens when you get certain 
company uh, so in that you have different uh, titles like ceos marketing head and then all the roles now if you are going as an in house person the marketing head is or the co- founder or co-founder is are the person who are going to set the goals for you so they have the vision and you kind of uh, align with that goal they set the numbers or sometimes you both uh, come up with the numbers to um, kind of work out in a campaign and when you are going as a consultant or as a freelancer you are supposed to get have those numbers based on your experience so sometimes it's like you have to come up with some numbers but there is no fixed thing that we are going to hit this when we do this so it's kind of setting the bets you play the dice and then see what is going to work or not and that's how the whole thing has been going since like it all started from the time like it was a uh, direct mail and all those and now it's uh, digital advertising and soon it's going towards like all automated uh, advertising kind of thing so yeah that's how i think the whole thing is going on i, I yeah i would totally agree especially it's been interesting um to watch the evolution the change maybe in the space in regard to attribution in that you know in 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 that instance because um we watched kind of the digital world first get this concept of like click based attribution which is hey we can track what actually occurred in a visitors in in a visit well in a person's visits to our website right where they came from and all that and um like i remember especially when that was such a big part of wow this is why digital is so awesome and this is so good and i think there is i think there is an element of that it does give more information it does give more information than just like hey there's a billboard sign out there and we're not fully sure what actually is going on though we can trace some you know there are ways to trace some level with like geo targeting or specific products on the billboard or whatever right but overall there is more information and so that gives you more data to make better decisions on for sure but the but the flip side is like i i just really think that we just asked attribution to tell us more than it actually could so we would we would think we had more information about people based like solely on on just like visit data right like just just kind of like what they did and where they went to and so it's been interesting like i i've just observed this is kind of just an an aside like a pondering just like the podcast um like i I've, i've observed just this this interesting evolution where like i i feel like ppc went through ppcers went through kind of this like love and then realization of the limits of attribution before like a lot of brands. So I'm seeing like we've seen in the last year or so a ton of attribution conversations in the like the DTC world on social media. And it's just really funny to me because a lot of times they're they're talking about the exact same stuff that in PPC we were talking about like a few years ago. And that's totally okay. But it's it's just interesting to me that I think more and more people are starting to realize the limits of attribution especially as privacy works into that. and and we're we're increasingly going to get back to your point of like what is marketing and like making you know making wise I, i hate to say bets but in some ways like here's the data here's our forecasting here's the best bet that we can and then at the end of the day yep let's risk some let's risk some cash on it see what happens it might not work and and that doesn't mean that the person failed that's because maybe it's just something to figure out and try again and like that's part of marketing is experimentation in that so Um let's let's hop into I I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um some I'm just curious you know you had mentioned uh something about click fraud I'm a little curious to ask you about like a, your experience with click fraud and some of the things you've done about that um first like 
I've got to get my camera fixed because like now it's fuzzy. I don't know if you can tell, but it, it's supposed to be this yeah, fancy auto zooming thing. And it, <laughs> it drives me nuts. So anyways, while I'm trying to figure that out, maybe just walk us through some of what you've learned about click fraud, some of your experience. Yeah. Take us down that path. Sure. So uh, this story is about like, 2021 last like uh, around September October and I was working with uh, some of the PP uh, some of the fintech giants based in um, Europe and they had like six figures plus budget in ad spend going on just on Google Ads and you have a lot of traffic to manage there and that's uh, when like I realized that something fishy is going on because they were getting invalid clicks which was like more than 13-14% per campaign and sometimes it's like 15-20% to of invalid clicks and that's when I realized that something uh, must be fishy going on Uh, and that's why we have like so many of these so we talked to all the customer support that Google has and they mentioned that the locations that from which we are getting these clicks are basically banned on Google ads. So you have some locations like um, Iran, Iraq, South Korea, sorry, North Korea and all those locations which are basically banned in Google ads and you are not allowed to run ads on those locations. And we were getting clicks just specifically from those locations. So I kind of sense that this is kind of click fraud um, thing going on some of uh, some or maybe one of our competitor have launched this fraud where you have uh, various servers set up in these locations and all they do is click uh, like search for all those search terms and click on this first this can be happen and second thing maybe there are bots set up in all those locations server and they are basically searching the terms clicking on your ads and exhausting your budget on all these so it was a huge thing to know because it was like uh, almost exhausting a, a 20k 30k per month of uh, google ads budget um, which was like huge for any company if you think about it so that's when i started looking into it i like looked uh, a lot into reddit on Twitter, like ask the PVC chat that what's going on, what we can do. And I was looking into it. So I found some of the solution which we can use to decrease that. But after trying everything, one thing was sure, we cannot completely remove this thing. We have to face this. So I started looking for tools using which we can block IPs. Uh, some of them were like ClickGuard and TrafficGuard and all those kind of tools, which basically lets you block the IPs which detect, uh, which has like certain criteria set um, in the tool itself. And you can basically remove those IPs. So that's what I like did to manage that. And it came down to like 5%. It's not a huge think uh if if you say like we still were getting all those invalid clicks but it decreased so that's my take on uh anyone um who is running with big budgets and high competition especially in volatile markets so you have cutthroat competition there and you have to make sure that you not only focus on your own thing while running ppc or any other campaigns you also have to like keep looking for what are the actions your competitors are taking which could potentially affect what you are doing or your performance. So that's what happened. And that's the whole thing about click fraud. 
Did you primarily see it as an issue on like the Google Display Network, Pmax, that sort of thing? Was it as much of an issue on in like search and shopping campaigns, or was it was it more around like the GDN or? It was uh, specifically for search, and that was the most shocking part because a uh, few yeah. months later, you you have you had like Pmax launched, and I also tried some of the Pmax campaign, and invalid clicks like increase massively. Uh, so that was when uh, from ten percent it reached to like twenty percent, and we decided to stop any kind of uh, Pmax campaigns that was running for lead gen campaigns. And so, and so just so I'm clear, so you're seeing like the invalid click report in Google that you're trying to, you know, decrease Google gives those, those, that money back. So, but did you find another benefit in trying to click fraud to a tool as well? I, I like full transparency, you know, I've not, we've, we've tested the click fraud tool. Like we've, we've worked with them in a client and that who had, you know, contract with them in that. And I, I just, I have to admit, like, I'm not really sure what I think about them, to be honest. Um, so this has been like helpful for me. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. So were they actually, um, like saving you money on that or were they just helping you reduce the invalid clicks, like to, to make your reporting? And it's, I guess, especially, yeah, just curious on that. Why'd you go down the route of the tool? Sure. So, um, Two things actually happened. First is Google returns uh, some of the amount, but it didn't return all the amount that we spent mm-hmm. on that because of the location that we have set. Uh, the, mm-hmm. They mentioned that since we are not responsible for uh, these locations, we cannot return you any money back from the those. And we hadn't set any of the I campaigns see. in those locations. So, yeah. So money is first thing. And when we use these tools so yeah we were able to save uh, like money on that part but the second thing that also happened is the data that we were getting is uh, so in in like big companies one thing that you'll see is a big issue is data you will find so many difficulties mm-hmm. in gathering those data mm-hmm. or setting all those attributions. And especially if you're doing lead gen kind of form uh, campaigns, yeah. you have like so much skewed data going on. So for, for this particular company, we were getting all the data from their internal database called Hadoop, which was like their centralized uh, Oracle kind of thing. And we were pulling out all the information from that. So we had the exact information, all the click IDs, um, IPs, locations, and we use this tool to, to like take all those uh, locations and IPs and kind of manually feed the tool with all these and then set the variables that if this thing happened, you have to like block this. So it also helped us in reporting and attributing back to mm-hmm. everything that is going on with PPC and then sales team because uh, with lead gen, you have sales team involved as well to convert these people. So it helped in both the segments. That That is really helpful. So even, I mean, I would imagine a lot of the click fraud and that is, are using like dynamic IPs and that, but even, even excluding the IPs that you discovered, you, you saw those, that invalid click rate drop significantly, it sounds like. So, so it was doing the, the job, like the click fraud tools were working for you is what it sounds yes, like. Yes, that's correct. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty cool. So they all need to send you like a care package or something. Cause I know like there's a conversation all the time on social media about like, is, you know, is click are click fraud tools a scam or like what's going on with that. Um, and so that's helpful. We had, we had a, a client, most of our clients are us too. And it just doesn't seem where like, if we're just advertising the us doesn't seem to be quite as an issue. Right. And in, in those, those invalid click rates. So it does seem to, there seems to be a geo, uh, uh, like a location-based thing there to be aware of. But it is really helpful for anyone to hop into those reports just to see like what are your invalid click rates in within Google Ads, um, the UI. But we had a client um, that, you know, was, was larger in terms of traffic and that sort of thing. And I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like I think over a 90-day period, maybe I'm not remembering correctly. I want to say that they had excluded like a million IPs or something like that. It was like this like massive amount. <laughs> it was like, like they're going at it. Like they're, they're, you know, they're going at it. Change history was, I feel like we, yeah, the change history helped. I think when they started changing the filtering too, where you could remove like IP changes from, from change history. Cause that was another thing we had struggled with is we, we couldn't even tell what had happened in the account. Cause it was just, it was just all IP exclusions in our change history. Um, but now they allow filters for that too. So anyways, cool. Um, I think that's all we have time for Acta. Um, thank you so much. Like learned a lot, uh, helped me. Hopefully, you know, it was a, it was a fun chat for you as well. Um, where, where can we find you online? Uh, so currently you can find me, Online, if you search for Vitrame, at the rate Vitrame, W-I-T-R-A-M-E, or the second thing uh, where you can find me is at the rate 1, T-A-G-U-P-T-A, that is Ekta Gupta. So you can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. Then my website is coming soon. So you can also uh, check all the things that I do uh, there. So, yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, we'll have all those links in our show notes. Um, so, Thank you again. It was, it was fantastic to meet you and uh, have a have a good rest of your evening. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you too. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Stay tuned for the next episode of the PPC Ponderings podcast to keep learning PPC. If you are a person with a brilliant PPC tactic that the world needs to know about, please apply to be a podcast guest online at zadomarketing.com slash ponderings hyphen guest. If you are enjoying these podcasts, please make sure to leave us a review on whatever your preferred podcast provider is. But in the meantime, may the auctions be ever in your favor. <laughs>